Welcome to the Goalies Compass Podcast. Just as a compass helps you find true north, this show will help you find your path on your goaltending adventure. My name is Jennifer DeJesus. I'll be your host and cartographer. I'm very grateful and excited to have you along for this journey. Greetings, everyone. If you are listening to this show, thank you. Thank you for staying curious and working to improve your game. Making the show is a blast for me, and it's fun to see everyone enjoying it. Today we are talking about reading the play. It's an underappreciated skill that can make a huge difference in your game. We goalies love slick skating, beautiful butterfly slides, and the flashy windmill glove saves. But how often do you think about what determines the decisions you make in your crease? How do you know if you should be at the top of the blue paint or deeper in your net? How do you know if you have enough time to come out and play the puck or what you should even do with it? Do you play breakaways, two-on-ones, or three-on-ones all the same way? It's your ability to read the play that helps you make all those decisions. It's all about experience, understanding what the opposition is trying to accomplish, and recognizing patterns. The best description I've heard for reading the play is positioning and movement based on threat assessment. Think of all the information you process as the play develops. Who has a puck? Are they right-handed or left-handed? A forward or a defender? Do they have time and space? Are they under pressure? What are their passing options? Where is the puck carrier? Where am I? Where's the net? Your brain is a supercomputer, constantly calculating and recalculating all of those variables so you know where, when, and how to position yourself to make a save. Let's break down some of those key components of reading the play and we'll talk about ways you can improve them. Experience. Hockey is a game played with a flat disc on ice, so there's a high amount of randomness and unpredictability in any hockey game. The more experience you have with hockey, playing or watching, the more you realize the patterns that emerge in almost every game. Those patterns often repeat and can be anticipated. Have you ever watched hockey with someone who really knows the game? You hear them say... Uh Uh-oh, just before a dangerous scoring chance materializes. They've seen so much hockey they can anticipate what is likely to happen next. Like a pass going back to the blue line to a defenseman for a shot. Your experienced hockey friend recognizes the defenseman is a little off balance, and keeping the puck in will be a challenging play. So when they swing and miss, a player on the other team streaks forward to pick up the puck for a breakaway. You wily veterans out there, you know what I mean. You've watched enough and played enough hockey to know what the opposition is trying to do, and you know what to do with your positioning and movement to mitigate the threats that they create. Unfortunately, experience is one of those things that only come with time. The longer you play, the more you've seen, and the better you can anticipate. Nothing beats experience, but the good news is that paying attention to all the data your eyes are collecting you can get a jump start on that skill of pattern recognition. So next, what the heck is the opposition trying to do? Score. Yes, 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 but how? The team that has the puck is trying to create. The very thing that the team without the puck is trying to eliminate. Time and space. Everything starts with time and space. If the puck carrier has both of those things, they have the opportunity to make a great pass or a shot. They have options. 
If they don't have time and space, they'll rush or mishandle the puck. Everything the puck-carrying team does, passing, skating, cycling, is meant to create or take advantage of time and space. Once achieved, they'll use that time and space to create dangerous scoring chances. It might be a quick pass across the slot, a low to high play, a tip in front, a screen, a backdoor tap in. As you move up in level, you'll notice certain teams try to score in particular ways. Their system is designed to create chances off the rush, or they like to cycle down low before tossing the biscuit out front. The more you understand about what the opposing team is trying to do, you'll see the same patterns over and over. Your ability to read the play depends on how fast you can spot those patterns and anticipate what may come next. Pattern recognition. Hockey is very cyclical, meaning things happen in cycles. One chance is broken up and another one spawns in its place. The puck takes a funny bounce or it gets turned over. Each time possession changes, a new pattern begins. As you're reading the play, one of the primary things you want to evaluate is the number and the quality of the puck carrier's options. The options create the patterns. Understanding what options are available helps you determine where you need to be and where you might need to go next. Imagine a player on a breakaway. This is a type of pattern you've seen before. What options does the puck carrier have on a breakaway? Shoot, yes. Deke, yes. Pass, no. No pass option means you can be more aggressive with your positioning because the player on the breakaway is the only threat to score. So now imagine a 2 on 0 What are their options? Shoot, yes. Deke, yes. Pass, yes. Your positioning changes because the puck carrier now has another option. Using aggressive depth here will allow the puck carrier to pass it around you for an easy score. Instead, you recognize the additional option and the additional threat, and you take a more conservative depth. This allows you to be square to the puck and be prepared for a pass or a backdoor play. Another important element of positioning is your teammates, the defenders. Instead of a two-on-oh, we have a two-on-one. I coach defenders to play a two-on-one by remaining between the two offensive players, shaded towards the player without the puck. Their mission is to deny the opportunity for a pass. Done properly, your defender will turn a two-on-one into a breakaway, limiting the options of the puck carrier. When I'm in net, I'll shout, I've got shot, as a two-on-one develops to communicate to the D that they should take away the pass option. You may work out different words with your teammates, but you should have some way to communicate that. Sometimes the options that you read are for your teammates. If your D comes deep in the zone to gather the puck, you want to be their eyes. Let them know how much time they have to make a play, where the pressure is coming from, or where they should go with the puck. I'll say things like time, time, or on your back, or hard around to help them out. Communication is really important, and the more you do it, the more your teammates will trust you, and the puck will spend less time in your zone. Keep in mind, they may not always listen to what you say, but don't take it personally. Stay humble and curious. 
they may not have heard you or they made a different choice. If you tell them to go hard up the wall and instead they serve a pizza right up the slot, they will come to you and apologize long before you have a chance to say anything. Beyond options, there's other information that our supercomputer brains can process. Is the puck carrier a righty or a lefty? This tiny detail could change the shooting angle quite a bit. Imagine a stationary shooter between the hash marks. A righty will have the puck on the edge of the face-off circle to your left. A left-handed shooter will have the puck all the way on the other side of their body on the edge of the face-off circle to your right. That could be a difference of several feet. I know you're all smart goalies, so you know to square up to the puck and not the person. But think about how that difference of several feet comes into play on the rush. A right-handed player carrying the puck down the wall on their strong side will carry the puck between their body and the boards. That means that their shooting angle will quickly go from decent to non-existent as they skate down the wall towards the goal line. If they don't shoot while the angle is good, they're likely to hold on to it and look for a pass. That pass will be made on the forehand, meaning it's going to be a quick, accurate pass. Conversely, a lefty carrying the puck down the same side of the ice has their body between the puck and the boards. They have a much better shooting angle, even as they approach the goal line. They can shoot or pass. If they pass, it would be on their backhand, which could be difficult to execute or inaccurate. If they want to pass on the forehand, they're going to need to pull the puck back in their stance. They're going to need to stick handle it differently to be able to pass it on their forehand. When you add a defender into the mix, then the calculus of your brain changes yet again. Puck carriers will feel most comfortable carrying the puck on their forehand. So when pressured, they'll keep the puck on that side of their body. One of your teammates will have an easier time defending the righty in this scenario by denying the pass and taking them to the wall so that they run out of space. In our scenario, a lefty is more likely to carry the puck to the middle of the ice because that keeps it on their forehand. The middle of the ice provides a better shooting angle and thus a better chance to score. Things continue to increase in complexity when you add more players or different situations. We can't go through every possible scenario because that podcast would be 37 hours long and nobody wants that. The big takeaway from this episode is to focus on recognizing the time, space, and options of the puck carrier. If your brain feels like mush right now, I understand. Learning how to read the play is such a visual skill that you really need to see examples to be able to practice. Ooh, I can practice this? You sure can. The best way is to play lots and lots and lots and lots of hockey. The next best thing is to watch high-level hockey. Junior, college, pro hockey are all good options. Watch for the patterns. Watch the plays that work and the ones that don't. See what the offensive players are trying to create. If you can, record games so you can rewind and watch plays a few times over. Does a great scoring chance seem to happen out of nowhere? Rewind 10 seconds and see if you can identify what created the opportunity. Sometimes it's a great fort check or a quick pass out front. Sometimes it's a costly turnover. This process builds a visual database in your mind. 
The larger the database, the faster you'll be able to recognize patterns and anticipate scoring chances before they happen. Another fun challenge is to pause the game during a line rush and try to identify the options, threats, and outcomes of the play. The fine gentlemen over at ingoalmag.com have an awesome library of pro reads where professional goalies break down video of a scoring opportunity and explain what details they notice and how those details inform how they played the sequence. It's fascinating to hear all the things that their brains compute in order to make a save. You need to be a member of the site to get access to the whole library, but I think it's well worth the annual $50 Canadian or $38 US to join. Important programming note. This is not an advertisement, and the fine folks at InGold do not sponsor the show, although I'm super open to that. I mention it because the pro reads are a great resource for learning about reading the game of hockey. So there you have it, the episode all about reading the play. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you like the show, the best way to support it is to leave a review. I'm pretty sure more stars is more better, and it helps new folks find the show. You can also show your support by following the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Expedition Goal One. I post every time a new episode goes live, so give it a follow and make sure you never miss out. Also, tell all your friends. If you're a goalie, if you know a goalie, if you parent a goalie, you know, you've heard it before. Odds are, you know someone who may benefit from the show. Tell them to listen to the Goalies Compass podcast on their next trip to the rink. Make sure you visit expeditiongoaltending.com. That's the best place to find all of the episodes of this show. More updates and tidbits are coming, so stay tuned. Do you have questions or comments? I'd love to hear from you. Send your emails to expeditiongoaltending at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind be always at your back.